0: We'll also educate you about the financial world and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. It's time for The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien.
1: Hello and welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien, registered investment advisor. At O'Brien and Associates. 855-51-COACH is your number to call if you'd like to talk with Nathan throughout the program or have questions or concerns you'd like to get on the calendar for a little one-on-one time with Nathan. No cost or obligation. 855-51-COACH. And we got a great show lined up today. We're going to talk with Nathan about a lot of different things. But for now, let's say, hey, Nathan, how are you, buddy?
2: Doing good. Doing really good. I'm excited about the show, and uh, we're going to talk about some cool stuff. You kind of were getting into that. We were talking about your your trip the other day, and uh, you were in uh, in Las Vegas. And I was, so, yeah. Yeah, had a good trip there. So uh, funny how we're going to talk about risk here right at the beginning and <laughs> and see what— You don't, uh, think, what, that,
1: you don't think they had anything to do with one another, do
2: you? I don't know. Yeah, maybe a little. I don't know. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about talking about that here at the beginning. and You know, so many people fail at that. You know, oh, well, on sure. the on the risk, I guess their risk measures and their tolerances, they they kind of know how much risk they're willing to take, but they don't know how to relate that to their advisor. So I'm I'm excited about this first topic.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, good. I think that's a yeah. good point too, because I think we all tend to go, well, I don't want to take a lot of risk, and then we wind <laughs> up finding that we do. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll just use the Vegas analogy since you brought it up. I was just out there for my brother's uh, 60th birthday. Took him out there for the the long weekend, if you will, I guess. Or uh, and we were just kind of, you know, having some fun, and, and I literally I was doing the same thing. I'm like, well, I don't really want to gamble because I don't want to risk too much, <laughs> you know. Right. And but then you wind up doing it. So I thought, well, okay, yeah. that's a good way to talk about some things. So let's uh, let's go ahead and kick that off and discuss that. Let me let me just ask you, what does I guess that sounds like a fancy term, risk aversion? Uh, maybe risk tolerance. I guess there's a few ways to phrase it. But what does it mean to you when a client or a potential client comes in and says, "Well, Nathan, you know, I'm risk averse." Yeah. I
2: mean, you know, when they say risk averse, that's, you know, they're telling me what I hear and I'll I'll verify that with them a lot of times. But what I'm hearing is that they're, you know, they don't want to take much, if any risk at all. And typically what they mean is they don't want to lose any money. They don't want their investments to be fluctuating up and down with that. And so, um, you know, that's what, happens sometimes that most people realize that you have to take some risk. Um, and there's, you know, sure, even if your right. even if your money is all in safe investments, you're still taking risks, you know, because you're potentially not outpacing inflation. You're not making enough of a return. So you have, you know, buying power risk at that point. But yeah, there's all different types of risk when it comes to investing and Uh, That's why, you know, it's, it's important to be able to measure these things and look at what works for you and your situation and what you need.
1: Okay, so with the market being the way that it's been, okay, so 2017, mm-hmm. right, pretty much straight up, you know, yeah, good year, yeah, and really then year. this year so far, we're six months in, almost seven, I guess we're getting, basically <laughs> well, where it started, <laughs> right? Uh, and it just it's just kind of bounced around, right? But it it's has, kind of,
2: yeah, it's gone up a lot and gone down a lot, kind and, of plateaued, you know, it's been really, fluctuating I guess. about ten yeah, percent, yeah, this year. Okay,
1: something. so um, do you find that people are like, well, are they more concerned with the risk because of the hopping around, yeah, or are they ju- yeah. are they just kind of like? You know what, it's not really doing anything up or down for long, so I'm okay. That's the thing is
2: everybody's mood swings with, you know, with what the market's doing. If the market's doing great, they're all, yeah, it's going to keep doing great forever. I'm going to buy Ferrari next year and all this <laughs> stuff, you know. But then if the market's going down, they're like, oh, I'm never going to have any money. I keep losing. It's just going to go down forever. And so, you know, one thing that, that people tend to fail to remember is that the market never goes in the same direction all the time. And, and you know, well, right, this man, it's really proved strength, that. Right? Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It's just, it's just volatility like crazy up and down and, you know, depending on what the president says one day or what's going on, what new law is passed or anything like that. The market's really volatile this year and uh, it's just kind of, I guess, trying to figure out. Where things are going and and what prices need to be at, so you know I believe in market efficiency. So um, I think that's that's what it's trying to do.
1: Well, you, you mentioned it's going to keep going. I'm going to buy a Ferrari. Just segueing <laughs> back because that's what we do here on the radio. You can <laughs> rent a Ferrari, a 2018 in Vegas for $500 for for the day. Just saying. Wow, yeah, right? that's yeah. not so too bad. My brother was eyeballing it, and I was like, "You're an idiot,", You're an idiot. <laughs> but he didn't do it. That's uh, funny. But you can rent a Ferrari, and it was a pretty. <laughs> so where
2: would you sit? Because I know you wouldn't take. He'd be like, okay. Yeah. He's riding around looking for the ladies or whatever. (laughs) right
1: right. No, I would have been left at the hotel probably. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, it was a really pretty fright. Okay. So back to (laughs) risk here. So why Mm -hmm. do people claim that they're risk averse or that they're scared of risk? Uh, but then they wind up having a good chunk of their retirement money in risky places. Is it just lack of knowledge? Is it, um, you know, thinking, well, I got it. Like you said, I got to keep up with inflation. So you just, and then you're unsure what you're doing.
2: Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to is people, you know, I mean, people just tend to hear because your employer tells you this, your friends at work tell you this, you know, you've got to invest in the market. You got to invest in that 401k and all of these things. And and. I mean, I think that's true to some extent. You need to be in the market because the market historically has outpaced inflation. It has made better than inflation, better than other investments over time. So, you know, I think that's what people do is they go there, even though they say they're risk averse, they go there, but they say that, you know, we want to try to be in a conservative allocation. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's where the disconnect is, okay? Because people will look at, for example, a mutual fund, and it may have, you know, a a conservative name associated with that mutual fund, and they'll think it's conservative, but they don't really know how much it could lose. They don't know how much risk they're actually taking. And that's where the disconnect is. That's a big problem in the investment industry overall is, you know, just that disconnect between how much risk you're willing to take and how much you actually have in
1: the portfolio okay so uh, nathan let me ask you another question here real mm-hmm. fast about this risk but before we do real fast let me give that number out again 855-51-COACH if you got questions about risk for your own self actually pretty cool you can come in and sit down and have a conversation with nathan no cost or obligation he can actually do a, a risk analysis kind of give you a risk number if you will you guys can talk about that is that correct
2: yeah yeah that's right so it's uh it's you know just a pretty straightforward way and you know Risk analysis are always, you know, just sometimes the numbers come out crazy. But uh, for the most part, you know, when you're looking at an individual, the questions that we'll ask and the things that we'll go through, it really goes through and, and gets into some detail on what risk you are willing to take. And it all comes down to understanding standard deviation. You know, that's just your, your measurement of risk, your measurement of volatility. And that's a pretty simple concept that, that most people get in the first 30 seconds.
1: You know, there you go. So that's a lot of what we do here on the program is try to offer some some nuggets, some educational things for you to grab a hold of, and of course, we try to make that accessible with Nathan as well. Uh, so, if you'd like to talk with him again, it's eight five five fifty one Coach. So, back to risk here, real fast. Can you describe maybe a situation for us where? someone's come in talk to you and they're carrying more risk than they realize. I'm sure yeah. you're laughing because I'm sure you probably see it a lot. I see it all the time. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah, do that, a, that tolerance, right? And they go, Holy cow. I'm, I'm yeah, what? You know? That's
2: right. And, you know, and then when I do an analysis on their current holdings and what they're investing in now, they're like, Man, I had no idea I could lose 50% of my money or something like that. Almost everyone has more risk than they know or even think that they have. It's, it's crazy. The average portfolio I see has like a you know, 10% expected return, but a 16 for standard deviation. Okay, so just to tell you real quick what that means, 95% of the portfolio's returns are going to be between 58% positive, which nobody complains about that, Right, but the downside is 40 Okay. Oh. So you could lose 40% of your portfolio if you have an average return of 10% and a standard deviation of 16 And that's what I see on average, on average with people. Time. Yeah. Some are much more than that for the volatility. So it's just way more volatility than most people realize and are comfortable with. And that's just something that, you know, I think, again, advisors are doing a poor job of relaying that information to their clients. And that's why we try to focus on that.
1: Well, let's wrap it up here for this uh, first section of the show. And let me just ask you, I I know everybody's situation is different, just kind of generalize if you could, but maybe what a retirement plan uh, or, you know, might look like to be structured for someone who is risk averse, but also says, well, I don't want to just keep it in cash because I'm not going to get any growth. Is that, is that possible?
2: No, that's it is, and I mean the the best thing I think you know, especially for someone that's in retirement, the best thing that they can do. And this is not me, okay. This is not me saying this. This is fifty years of research through the University of Chicago and Harvard. They look at you know what the best balances are over over time and what's going to help you, and it comes out to about fifty fifty. So half in stocks, half in fixed income, half in things that don't lose money. And so the half that you have in stocks needs to be very diversified on small growth, on small value stocks, on large growth, large value stocks, just making sure that you're diversified all over the world, emerging markets, all these different asset classes. So holding that in that 50% in stocks, the other half needs to be very short-term bonds, very high quality, very liquid, very safe You can even have it in fixed income such as CDs and things like that on that portion. So half and half is really good because the stocks give you enough growth to outpace inflation. So you've got half your money there. The other half is in bonds that keeps your money more stable, more secure, keeps you from losing in the bad market declines that that happen occasionally. Okay, right. so um, it's a good balance. Now, that is not the answer for everyone. That's just a mix. But right. you know, one of the ways that you can really learn more about risk, this class that we've got coming up, Mark, at yeah. Jackson State, it's uh, I'm going to talk about this a lot in the class. It's called Separating Myth from Truth. It's a great class. If you haven't attended that in the past, you really should. You're missing out. It's a great uh, educational class that we're having. It's going to be Tuesday, August the 7th at 6.30 p.m. Again, it's called Separating Myths from Truth. It's a a little ways away so you got a little bit of time but you need to go ahead and get your seat reserved. It doesn't cost you anything. It is free, but we do need to get you on the list so we can get your get some information out to you on where the class is located on campus and just some materials that you'll need. So Anyway, separating myths from truth. Thursday, I'm sorry, Tuesday, August the seventh, six thirty p.m. Jackson State Community College. If you want to attend the class, give us a call eight five five fifty one coach. That's eight five 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 one two six two two four.
1: Yeah, if you can hear our voice, folks, it's only about four. It's actually only about four weeks away, really. So maybe four and a half, something like that. So yeah, well, uh, that's right. I yeah, was, yeah, it's almost it's almost <laughs> tomorrow, it's almost that tomorrow's time. <laughs> yeah. July. So it is, two, yeah, so uh, yeah. It's one of those things where it sneaks up on you, right? But anyway, totally (laughs) complimentary. Uh, Nathan's just an educational class that he offers. So give him a call. Get on there, 855-51-COACH. We'll talk more about it here later on in the program. Stick around. This is The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien here in the Hub City. We'll be back with more right after this. Or call 855-51-COACH. Stay tuned. There is more coming up on The Financial Answer.
0: Do you ever get tired of your financial advisor giving you a sales pitch and calling it a plan? At O'Brien & Associates, we believe every client deserves a financial plan that's customized to their unique situation. That's why we keep you and only you in mind when crafting your portfolio. After all, it's not just your money at stake. We recognize your well-being is on the line. So come in for a visit. Let us help you develop, implement, and monitor a strategy that's designed to address your individual situation. To schedule an appointment, call your local investor coach, Nathan O'Brien at 855-51-COACH. That's 855-512-6224 or simply 855-51-COACH.
3: Sure, you could eat hamburgers and hot dogs every day, but is that really what's best for you? What about your financial health? Is it really best to work with an advisor that can only offer you one or two products? Of course not. So keep listening to The Financial Answer to hear what it's like to work with an advisor who puts your financial health above all else.
1: Back here on the program with Mark and alongside Nathan O'Brien, Registered Investment Advisor, Chartered Retirement Planning counselor as well as local Smart Investor Pro with Dave Ramsey and of course founder of O'Brien and Associates. This is the Financial Answer you're listening to and we're talking about the worlds of finance and investing and retirement as we always do on the program and uh, if you'd like to check out uh, Nathan's website, it's InvestorCoach.net. There's a lot of cool things you can find there on the website, a couple of uh, downloadable papers, uh, some uh, PDFs you can you can check out on Social Security, and uh, there's a calculator on there. You can run a few things if you'd like. So go check it out. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources. You can also get the uh, the Investor Awareness Guide, which we talk about here quite a bit on the show, complimentary as well. Or you can just call eight five five fifty one 51 coach Either way, 855-51-COACH. You know, Nathan, we were talking uh, about risk aversion before. So this time I'm going to move it over to tax consequences. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're in the middle of the year or almost getting ready to come into the second half of the year. Yeah. And so uh, let's talk a little bit about the old tax. People sometimes go, well, taxes. I want to talk about taxes in (laughs) June, July. But, you know. (laughs) That's the
2: best time to talk about it. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Because we get into this habit where we talk about tax, you know prep basically and Mm -hmm. we're just thinking about the current stuff and we've talked about that on the show before and we'll do it again i'm sure but let's uh let's talk about tax consequences for now but i did want to mention you talked about my trip i want to mention that you went fishing uh, as well. Yet again, you went yeah. up to Montana and did some fishing. That what do you was mean yet cool. again? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, people that listen to this show know that you like to fish. I'm just yeah, saying. That's right.
2: That's right. Now we got to, uh, we, we went to Montana, took the kids and, and we all went to Montana and got to see uh, Glacier National Park. I don't know if, if you haven't been to Glacier, you've got to go yeah. see that. It is fantastic. Oh, it was really pretty. So fishing didn't turn out as good I as I was you got a little rained out, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. It, there was rain, I think, Six out of the seven days. Oh, boy. So it was the rivers were blown out. The fishing wasn't that great, but uh, I still had a good time. Oh, well, good. It was good. Yeah.
1: So, the consequences yeah. of less fish in your bucket or on your line was a lot of rain, right? That's right. There you go. Yeah. So, let's see that segue, folks. Now we're going to talk about tax consequences. That was pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, so, different types of accounts have different tax consequences, correct? Yes, they do. Absolutely. So give us a couple advantages, disadvantages on a couple of these types I'm going to give you here. Let's start with the the basics that everyone kind of thinks of. They think of the tax deferred accounts like the 401k or the IRA.
2: Right. These are the most common, you know, and these are great for accumulation because the taxes are deferred. Okay. so what that means you put taxes or put money into it and you show Uncle Sam that you make less. Uh, because that tax is deferred until later when you pull it out. So uh, it's taxable at ordinary income rates uh, for distribution. So it doesn't really have any favorable tax consequences or favorable tax rates there. Um, you do have to wait until 59 and a half on these accounts to avoid a penalty. So you know there's some there's some rules and things that you've got to be aware of. Uh, one of the things that people sometimes forget about is that you know 401ks and IRA accounts, you have to start taking money out of those at some point because, I mean, let's face it, the you know, the IRS and Uncle Sam wants to get paid. So, you know, you've been deferring <laughs> eventually, taxes. Yeah, eventually they come yeah, calling, they're, right? They're going to come calling. That's right. They're going to have their hand out. And so, you know, at 70 and a half with these accounts, you have to start taking money out of those. And that's where sometimes that causes some issues with people, um, you know, because if you have, for an example, a million dollars in a 401k, right. the distribution rate's about 4% that first year. So you've got to take 40 grand out of that account that first year year. That can cause your social security. It will cause your social security to be taxed if it's not going to, if it's not being taxed currently. So right, right. it can, it can kind of cause a snowball effect. I love 401ks. I love IRAs. They're great, but you need to not only save in those type of accounts. Yeah. You and we're going to talk about buckets. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, some yeah. different buckets. And I think yeah. everyone knows for the most part, kind of what you were referring to there. It's pretty standard, yeah, but it but it's a good point that you brought up that it can kind of kick you up in the tax bracket. Uh, if you're not careful, especially you can. You know, with yeah. the Social Security, as you just mentioned. So then let's let's mm-hmm. flip over to their cousin here, the mm-hmm. tax-free accounts, the, yeah. the Roth IRAs. Now, you tell me, because I've heard this said before, and maybe you said it, I don't know, but I've heard it definitely said that, you know, kind of like right now, taxes are kind of, quote, on sale, if you will. They I mean, are, yeah. They're pretty low. Oh, very low taxes. Very low, yeah. and so H- Historically. Historically, historically anyway. very true. Yeah. So there's something to be said for you know, okay, right now, as you just pay the the taxes now, right? Because if you do the traditional and you wait to pay it later, well, what might that look like later? No one knows, but we can all speculate that it probably probably going to be be higher.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's a good chance it'll be higher in the future. So, yeah, I mean, that's really, especially for a lot of the younger people that I'm seeing, if I'm doing a plan for them, I'll say, look, you know, at least for the next probably eight or 10 years, you need to be funding Roth IRAs, maxing them out first, uh, unless the tax law changes, but, you know, you're, you're paying that tax sure, now. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It, it can change at any time. But um, you pay that tax now at a lower percentage, lower tax rate than what it's probably going to be in the future. Then you don't care what Uncle Sam does with the tax rates going forward because, uh, you know, under current law, unless right. they change that. <laughs> right. But under current law, when you pull Roth IRA funds out, it is tax-free as long as you've left it in there for five years and, you know, until 59 and a half. There's a few rules you've got to follow there. But Roth IRAs are great investment vehicles. And I have one myself. I fund a Roth IRA and uh, they, they're they very good, very good investment vehicles. And then through my company, uh, the company funds a, a tax deferred account through like a simple IRA. Actually, we do an SEP is what it's called. Right, but, right. Um, anyway, same, works the same way as a 401k and IRA.
1: Yeah. And I was going to uh, mention that we probably should have said that for some folks out there who Uh, maybe or have heard of those terms for the tax-deferred accounts, there's not just the 401k and IRA, there's the the simple, uh, the SEP, right?
2: Yeah, if you own your own business, there's a lot of things that you can do, um, you know, that are different than 401ks and IRAs. You can contribute a lot more than you can to an IRA. Um, 401k is the disadvantage of those a lot of times, especially if you're a small business, is the expense of that. Uh, 401k has a lot of administrative costs and things, and, and just small businesses typically don't want to pay those costs. And so I don't have one myself. I don't want to pay those costs um, myself. And so I use a simplified employee pension, which is an SEP plan, or you can do a simple IRA. There's a lot of different things you can do if you own your own business that just allow you to put some money, you know, take some profits off of the business, not pay taxes on those, put those back for you, uh, for you and your family's retirement. It's, it's a good deal.
1: Well, we're talking about tax consequences on some, some accounts, some account types, if you will, here on the program, this is the financial answer. If you got questions of your own, you'd like to discuss with Nathan about, you know, your own tax situation, uh, give him a call, get on the calendar, come and have a consultation, 855-51-COACH, 855-51-COACH. Now he's not a CPA. Uh, he is, you know, investment advisor, but he does work with CPAs. And so obviously I think that sometimes where people kind of Maybe get those two confused, or maybe not confused, but think that you have to you know, I guess be hand in hand and to a certain degree, yeah. you want to work together, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. You do. And, and I don't want to be crunching numbers all day long, you know, like accountants typically do. But and they've so, got the mindset for it, right? Yeah, there. they've right. got the mindset for that. And, and, you know, they're following the tax law specifically for every situation. And a lot of times, you know, with there's, there's some pretty complicated things out there, of course, with every situation, but I focus on the investing side and, and then I let the accountants deal with that. But these are a lot of general rules that we're discussing. Sure, yeah. get, you know things that uh, apply in every situation and you know with all of this guys that you know everyone that's listening just make sure that i would say some of the best advice that i could give you is just make sure that you're not putting everything in one bucket
1: make sure you use i was just types gonna ask accounts. you yeah. nothing wrong with having yeah. like a traditional and a roth right
2: no that's right that's right so you can't necessarily fund both of those in a year it depends on what you're you know sure. what you're trying to do but um you know you, if you fund one to the max then you cannot fund the other one so there's income limitations and all of these different things, but that's where you need to talk to your accountant or your advisor, either one, make sure that you qualify to be able to make contributions to these accounts. And so um, it's just, it's important
1: to, yeah, to follow those
2: rules because you'll get a penalty if you don't.
1: Very true. And they love them penalties. So, <laughs> they you know. do, yeah. so always make sure folks you yeah. talk with a qualified professional like Nathan O'Brien, registered investment advisor, founder at O'Brien and Associates, eight five five fifty one coach here in the Hub City. Office in Jackson and Huntington. You can get on the calendar and come in for a consultation. No cost or obligation. Just call that number, eight five five fifty one. coach Miss Tanya, the lovely Tanya, will call you back, get you on the calendar for a time that's convenient for you to come in and sit down and, and bend Nathan's ear a little bit about uh, risk aversion, like we talked about earlier, or taxes or uh, income planning, all the different things that he touches on, Social Security. But we're going to continue on today with our tax conversation. Uh, so what are some taxable accounts, like uh, after-tax brokerage accounts, if you will?
2: Yeah, these are just you know your traditional type mutual fund, stock accounts, anything like that that you have that's not in an IRA, not in a Roth IRA, just an individual brokerage account is what they're typically called. And and I like these type of accounts because you know a lot of times you know Mark people when they're talking to me they'll say well I, you know I'm trying to save for a new house or I'm trying to save you know something for a, a major purchase down the road. Okay. These types of accounts are really good for that because oh. you're not required to. Um, leave the money in there until 59 and a half. You can take the money out at any time without a penalty. It's just like your savings account at the bank, except it's allowed to invest in the market. You can, you know, potentially make better gains with the account that way over time. And also it's taxed differently. So, you know, your, um, your accounts at the bank are taxed at ordinary income rates where these are taxed. Uh, taxable accounts or brokerage accounts are taxed at the capital gains tax rate. So uh, that's 15% currently. So dividends and capital gains, uh, are going to be taxed for the most part at 15%. Uh, they can be up to 20% if your income's high enough. But uh, so, you know, this, no matter what your income is, basically, you're not going to be paying more than 20% tax on this, which that's nice, especially if your income's a lot higher. Right, and yeah. maybe you are in a top tax bracket, then you can save some money this way. Um, I remember, you know, when uh, Mitt Romney was running for president, everybody was grapping about him only paying 15% on a tax on his income. Let's well, be because all of his income was in these types of accounts. It was taxable accounts in investments that were taxed at the capital gains rate, the ordinary income rate didn't apply for him. So he was paying legally what he should have paid. Kind of glad he didn't make it as president, (laughs) but you know, I still, (laughs) I still thought, you know, I was like, that doesn't make sense. You know, they're, they're not telling the truth in that situation. But anyway, that's uh, that's the type of account that this is and allows you to have a little tax advantage uh, with this. And, any time access to your funds
1: without a penalty. Well, we're having a good conversation, really good information here today on the program with Nathan O'Brien about tax consequences. Uh, I had a couple of things I listed on here, Nathan, to kind of kick over, but the more I look at it, I mean, is there much with CDs? I kind of jotted that down. Is there any... Yeah,
2: I mean, the, the only difference in that is, you know, they're, they... Uh, Their taxes are a little different. You're taxed at ordinary income rates with that. So, you know, whatever your highest tax bracket is, okay? So, you know, we've all got different tiers based on the income. So the highest tier that we're in, uh, that's what CDs are going to be taxed at, um, you know, for our – for our income tax on those. So every year, the gains, whether you take it out or not, the gains are taxable. Um, So, you know, long term, you can do much better than a CD. But, you know, I would part money here if you're going to buy a car in a year, anything less than a year, something like that, if any. Money that you're going to use in less than a year, CDs are great for that.
1: Yeah, gotcha. um, okay.
2: They they're perfect for that type of situation. A well, little
1: information in there, then that's good because yeah. I was kind of looking yeah. at it, going, "Well, the CDs are kind of, eh. yeah. but uh, they're boring. Yeah, but, they <laughs> can't. <be. laughs> but they they do fit. They but do they, fit a category. A category you know? from time yeah. to time, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, we'll finish off then with life insurance. Any kind of tax consequences or things to consider when it comes yeah. to life insurance?
2: Yeah. So you know the the big mistake I see people making here a lot, and I'll probably have a hundred insurance agents call me and you know chew me <laughs> out on this, but Life insurance is life insurance. Life insurance is not an investment, so do not buy it as an investment. Um, you know, it's it's sold as something that can give you great growth, and it's tax deferred, and 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 you know, it is tax deferred. But the cost of the insurance typically brings. Uh, you know, the return down on that, it's not usually as good as projected. So, um, you know, I've I've had a lot of clients that I have seen that bought these things 30 years ago um, and it just didn't work out like they were told that it was going to do. So, um, you know, it's just I would really caution anyone use life insurance as life insurance. Don't use it as an investment. It's not made for that. It's not designed for that. I don't care what they tell you when they're selling it to you it's probably not going to make those returns over time and uh you know it's just projected a lot higher than what it actually does so you know it's just uh just part of the sales in the industry, but just be careful that you don't get burned by that. So well listen
1: folks, you know, we've had a good conversation here this segment about tax consequences. And if you've got questions or concerns, obviously Nathan's a straight shooter here. So if you'd like to get a little financial straight talk if you will and you want to come in for a consultation, there's no cost or obligation. Nathan, kind of just give a quick overview of kind of what that entails and and what uh, what you're offering for folks.
2: Yeah, the I mean the first meeting of course is is complimentary. We'll sit down and talk. I just want to see number one, what you're trying to accomplish even see if that's something that I can help you with. And if it is, then, then great. I'm going to ask you some more questions and try to figure out what you're what you're wanting, what you're needing out of this. And that first consultation typically lasts. I mean, really, it, it can be anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minutes, you know. So if I can't help you, I'm going to tell you not waste your time. Um, and, you know, same thing. If I can help you, then I'll show you what we can do. And then from there, we're just going to progress and go through the meetings that are necessary to get accomplished what you need. And I mean, we do everything from helping you allocate your 401k, choosing the right investments in that to, you know, making sure that you have the right risk level, that you have a financial plan, a retirement plan, basically anything dealing with your retirement, anything dealing with your finances, we can help you with. And uh, it's just a, a great simple process that we make it very easy for people to go through. And uh, if you'd like that free consultation, just to sit down with us and see, hey, if you know, can you help me in any way? This is what I'm trying to accomplish. All you have to do is give us a call: eight five five fifty one coach, eight five five fifty one coach.
1: Yeah, and Nathan's been doing this for over uh, fifteen years or so now, so he's yeah. a great resource to tap into, folks. That's uh, a complimentary review, so stop in, have a conversation. eight five five fifty one coach. That's eight five five fifty one coach. Or when you call that number, you can also say, hey, I'd like to come in for the review, but I'd also So like, you know, that investor awareness guide, that's a complimentary guide that Nathan will send out to you as well, and a good way to get started with some things on that. So 855-51-COACH, this is The Financial Answer. We'll be back with more here on The Other Side. Don't go anywhere. Extra, extra, read all about it. Well, it's time for In the News here on The Financial Answer, where we grab a headline making its way around the, the news channels or the interwebs or whatever and ask Nathan his opinion on it. You know, I probably should have used the big radio voice on the In the News. It's time for In the News, right? <laughs> that's right. Uh, in yeah, one of this try. section here. But uh, actually, this is kind of interesting. I want to get your take on this. Okay. After a 111 year, that's a 111 year run... <laughs> General Electric is no oh, yeah. longer part of the Dow Jones Industrial. <laughs> yeah. Does this indicate anything yeah. important, you think, or what do you think?
2: Yeah, it, it indicates that their stock has done terrible. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, that's that's really what's happened. See, uh, yeah. he,
1: he's, he's a straight shooter, folks, I told you.
2: <laughs> their stock has been, I, I think it's down like 50% or something like that over the last year or two. It's, it's really taken a hit big time. And, you know, the Dow is only 30 companies, so it's 30 stocks. That's why a lot of times it's referred to the Dow 30. So as a portion of that General Electric, because their stock was so Low, I think it was, oh, I can't say exactly, maybe 8 or $10 a share or something. It was really low to be a large cap company. I just didn't pull it up here. But That's okay. anyway, it was replaced by Walgreens. Okay, Walgreens was uh, is the company that took its spot. And I think Walgreens is almost $70 a share, something like that. So it made more sense uh, for them to go in there. General Electric has has just really been declining over the past, I would say, the past five years as a company. Not saying that they're going to go under, I'm just saying that they need to make so do, some major changes. So do,
1: just kind of as a layman's here, I have no clue. So do they re- get removed or do they remove themselves or is like the they body? Get they get yeah, removed. The Dow, yeah, the, the Dow, Dow says the you're board, out of here. Yeah, the yeah.
2: board of the Dow that chooses the stocks that go in there, they, they get removed by them. So after the fact, this is one reason why we don't buy index funds. After the fact, the index, the Dow, has just gotten rid of General Electric Now all the index funds have to get rid of General Electric, but the stock has already pushed down even more at that point because they announced it. And so you end up taking a larger hit in an index fund because of you know the advanced movement of the market so it's just that's one reason why we don't buy index funds you know and, and use those for our clients okay. because they lag the market they lag the performance of the market over time typically I got you um,
1: well but yeah, yeah. I see learn something new every time we do this program that's I why say it we every yeah <laughs> at, the, at the end of the show I always say I learn something new and it's absolutely true uh, this is our end the news segment hey look that's why Nathan uh, you know has the number coach. Uh, not the number, but the word "coach" in his phone number, because he's you know he's there to kind of coach people here in the hub city. If you're in Jackson or Huntington, give him a jingle: eight five five fifty one coach, eight five five fifty one coach. No cost or obligation to have a consultation or a conversation about uh, some things that you find important in your own retirement or investing journey. Nathan can give you a hand, so reach out to him: eight five five fifty one coach. More to come here on the
3: program. Stick around. History. People have relied on sensei, scholars, and philosophers for answers to difficult questions. Although we can't help you discover the meaning of life, we can help you sort through the numbers and figures in your financial plan. Keep listening to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien.
1: Welcome back to The Financial Answer, where on this <laughs> section of the show we're going to play the retirement pyramid. <laughs>
2: All right, guys, during the break, he was killing me on this, and then he said he was going to come back in. Well, doesn't it have like a game With his show With talk sound, show. Right? Yeah, yeah. Your, your, uh, your
1: game show host. My big game show host, yeah, yeah. Well, so we got this section. I found all one. these pie charts. Thank you. I found all these kind of like graphs and stuff about the retirement pyramid, and I guess sometimes people call it the retirement house or building a financial house or yeah, whatever. Oh. There's all these kind of analogies, and I saw this retirement pyramid, and I stayed at the Luxor in Vegas. So it just kind of made sense, right? That was the
2: the shack on the corner, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah, the shack yeah. on the
1: corner, you know, because it's the Egyptian pyramid thing, and it's yeah. just, you know, I just yeah. couldn't pass it up. So, you know, thanks for indulging me with my my, my radio voice as we talk about the pyramid. Uh, but in seriousness, though, actually, a pyramid's kind of a good way to kind of use this analogy. Is, I found some yeah. these. I was it like, is. well, hey, this this kind of works. So. <laughs> If you think about a pyramid, you got, let's just, in your mind, folks, as you're listening to the show, think about like, I don't know, four tiers, right? Think of the great pyramids or whatever, you've got kind of like, you know, the base, and and if you broke it into, you know, this triangle into fours, you have kind of the base, the next two, and then the next three tiers up. Mm -hmm. And so let's kind of talk about that. We'll call that base kind of the, it's the essentials, right? That's covering your life stuff. The needs the
2: things that you have to have to survive food clothing shelter that kind of stuff right exactly
1: (laughs) so you got to get the bases covered and i'm going to ask you about the base here because for Mm -hmm. a lot of people I don't even know that they have the base covered correctly. And if you don't have the foundation, yeah. you're kind of, you know, screwed.
2: No, that's that's right. And I, I don't remember the exact number, but it's somewhere near like 50% of people have never really even sat down to make sure they have enough income in retirement to cover basic expenses. Now, this is before they retire. So this is within five years of before they retire. Okay, 50% of people have not even taken the time to do that. That is crazy that, that that should change for everyone you should at least make sure that you can cover that food and and clothing and shelter oh, no and, for you sure know, yeah medicare and and you know things that you've got to have that, you know, just make sure that you survive during retirement. This is not talking about travel and, and other, that's that's other tiers. That's further this up is the is pyramid, basics. right? Yeah. yeah. To survive every day, this is what you got to have. And so it's important to make sure you look at your number. It's not the same as your Neighbor's number or your a friend's brother, number. sister. You, right. exactly. Yeah. It's, it's your number. So don't go by anyone else. I was just talking to a couple earlier this week and they're 35. They have no debt. Their house is, I mean, they're going to pay that house off in a year. So that's basically no debt and they have no other debt besides that. I'm like, wow. and they make, you know, 140 grand a year. I'm like, you guys are on you're going to be on fire and be able to, <laughs> to throw back some serious cash here for uh, retirement. So anyway, wow, that's amazing! it's just, yeah, it was good. They're on a good track, but that's not everybody. So you want to make sure you've got enough to cover those basic expenses there
1: that you have. Okay, so when you're thinking about this pyramid, folks, as, as Nathan said, we got to start with the basics, covering essentials, that's the needs. And, you know, mm-hmm. we talked about it before on the show, and I mentioned the B word, budget, and people go, there. <laughs> but you yeah. know but Everybody look, runs from there exactly but you know if you've got a basic budget in place you, you know what's coming in you know what's going out at least yeah. basically yeah. then that's a good yeah. foundation to look at and you can go okay so now now I want to move I've got this covered so let's for hypothetical sake we'll say we've got our you know our basics covered our needs are taken care of now let's move to that next uh, the next level up on the pyramid you know the wants category like the things that to ensure the kind of lifestyle you yeah. want to see in yeah. retirement
2: yeah. I, and these are things like, you know, the like I mentioned earlier, like cars, you know, you you, you want to have a new car. Most people want to have a new car ever so often. I mean, they, they do wear out over time. Sure. So you want to have a new car. You're going to need those throughout the rest of your life. And I'd say like life. maybe
1: basic travel, too, just like basic yeah, vacations, yeah, seeing the kids, right. grandkids. You know,
2: that's right going to see them you know doing some some just basic trips, things like that that you know just kind of normal, I would say vacations for people, that kind of thing, like well, uh, your your golfing
1: habit or your gardening habit yeah, or whatever yeah, right that
2: kind of stuff fishing fishing yeah, I can't habit, forget that yeah, I can't <laughs> forget right. that, so yeah i gotta gotta have that, so you know, and then maybe. Uh, you know, maybe even if if this is part of what yours is, is maybe even starting a business, you know, that would be under under the want. Okay? Well, a lot more retirees um, and pre-retirees category. are doing yeah. that, yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. So, you know, that's just, that's going to fill that just kind of, you know, your lifestyle goals is really what that comes down to. So you've got your basic essentials and then, you know, you're covering some extra things on top of that, that you want to do as the pyramid goes up here. So we've got needs and then wants, and that's, you know, and then the pyramid will build.
1: And that's a good place to start from for sure. This is the financial answer with Nathan O'Brien, registered investment advisor, chartered retirement planning counselor and local smart investor pro with Dave Ramsey. Of course we do the show here each and every week. He's the founder at O'Brien and associates and here to help the community. Uh, you know, Make sure that they're on the right path with their, you know, with their financial goals, their investment goals, and their retirement goals. And if you'd like to reach out to them, it's eight five five fifty one Coach, no cost or obligation. eight five five fifty one Coach. You can also get the, your complimentary investor awareness guide by calling that number, 855-51-COACH. And we're going to talk about Nathan's class coming up here in about four weeks at Jackson State Community College. That's going to be a, a complimentary educational class as well, and we'll touch on that in a minute. But let's get back to our pyramid and move our way up from the basics, the needs, that's that base platform. Then we go to Tier 2. That's some of the wants. That's some of the uh, the little things that makes you know retirement fun and enjoyable. And then let's <laughs> move right. to the, the aspirations goals, the wishes. Maybe this is that worldwide trip or that trip to Italy you always wanted to take or um paying for your kids college or maybe i don't know things of that nature right
2: yeah a lot of times what I see here is you know people people want to do for the for the aspirations part and the wishes that they do they they want to maybe move to a different house maybe move to more of a vacation home or maybe move outside the city limits and buy you know a hundred acres or something like that oh, wow so <laughs> everybody has different aspirations you know that they want with their life and um you know i mean my wife wants to be on the beach all the time and I could care less about that. So, you know, we're going to have to find a happy medium somewhere. Because folks, if you
1: see Nathan, the beach and him would not go well together. The boy's clear. (laughs) I'm too Irish. (laughs) He is a little too translucent for that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, you know, that's, that's where, you know, the, the big traveling the world, the big expenses, the things that, you know, I would say are a little more on the extravagant, the things that you just really would like to try to do that you, you know and that you got to plan for right those things definitely require some planning yeah that's the thing that you know i mean really all of these things are attainable if you start early enough with the plan so you know that's the key is with all of this is just we can make these wishes happen and you know the needs hopefully for sure right (laughs) but the wishes are the ones that you know people are like well i'd really you know if i had the option i'd really like to do this you know there's that's your ferrari where we can right? work. yeah that's right that's where we can work toward that goal that's right so yeah. a little uh, little
1: harken back to earlier folks if you, <laughs> if you weren't joining us the whole program uh talking about a ferrari on the vegas strip that i saw um so we're talking about the pyramid thing and, and again nathan i think all these pieces like you just said they're they're attainable and they're achievable if you have a plan in place and if you're working that plan, but yeah, you know right. that's a major step to, to take for some people. And it's a pretty easy one, really. We try to make it pretty simple here on the program to get some, you know, complimentary education, really a five five coach is how you make it happen. And that right after this next piece, I'm going to tell you or Nathan's going to tell you about the class coming up where you can get some more education. But the top tier, the the apex of the pyramid is yeah. we'll call yeah. it legacy. And yeah, yeah. that doesn't have to be, because I know people sometimes go, okay, well, I don't have kids, or I don't want to leave my kids anything because I want them to work as hard as I did, or whatever your philosophy is. Legacy yeah. can be something to your kids, could be to your grandkids, could be to your church, that's right. could be that's to, right. um, you know, like a, a, a organization that's trying to do research to cure cancer, whatever, right?
2: Yeah, it can be to anything. And, you know, the, the key here and the goal here is that, If, if you have funds that you want to leave to that, then great. And that can be to anything that you want. Uh, but it doesn't have to be funds. It doesn't have to be money. It's things that you can do, um, you know, throughout your life that, that have made a difference there. Okay. I mean, my, my dad was a prime example. I think of this, you know, he, as, as a youth minister, he never made a lot of money, um, or anything like that, but you know, he was able to give back to kids' lives and do things for kids and just leave that legacy that's, that's made an, uh, you know, from what they've told me, it's made a lasting impact on their life. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be money or anything along those lines, but you just, you want to have that goal. I think, you know, I mean, we, we do have such short lives here on this planet you know we want to make sure that we do something i think that will benefit others to some extent you know everybody has a different degree that they want to do that but you know to some extent to help others to leave to others and and do things and and really a lot of people, you know, especially if you've uh, accumulated as much as you need or more than you need during your lifetime uh, money-wise, then you want to leave some to your kids and grandkids. Right. And, exactly. You know, the well, most, the most of us efficient fall category, way to do yeah. that. Yeah. The most efficient way to do that. And just a and lot of things. And the most tax efficient take. way to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, a big that's piece, right. right? That's right. It is. It is. There's a lot of things that go into legacy and estate planning that we just make sure that clients address and think about and cover. And um, you know, I mean, one of the great ways to to really see if you like me, um, you know, to be honest with you, see if you like me is to come to this class we've got at Jackson State. It's it's only about 45 minutes and. There's no pressure. I'm not trying to sell anything. It's strictly educational. It's called Separating Myths from Truth. It's going to be on Tuesday, August the 7th at 6.30 p.m. at Jackson State Community College. There's no cost to attend. I'm going to talk about a lot of things that are dealing with investing and making good decisions with investing. I see this as one of the biggest problems that people have is they just... They could do so much better. They could leave so much more of a legacy if they would just invest right and not make some mistakes that I see so many people make. So that's what the class is going to be talking about. Again, it's going to be Tuesday, August the 7th, 6.30 p.m., You need to reserve a spot to come to that class. All you have to do to reserve a spot is simply call our office, 855-51-COACH. That's 855-512-6224. Let Tanya know that you'd like to attend the class. We'll be glad to get some information out to you and get you a seat reserved. It is completely free, no cost to you.
1: 855-51-COACH. Again, 855-51-COACH. If you're shy or don't want to talk to anybody, don't worry. When you call that number, all you got to do is just say, hey, this is Joe Smith or whatever. Here's my phone number. I'd like to attend the class. And they'll get you set up, and they'll call you back at a time that's convenient for you. Or you could text. Text the word COACHING to 555-888. That's the word COACHING. To 555-888 And if you're not good with texting Just ask your grandkids Because they've got them on lock <laughs> They can do it <laughs> they, they can do it in about six seconds So yeah. <laughs> uh, all, that's all you got to do either way To attend the class that is Separating Myth from Truth At Jackson State Community College uh, Coming up August the 7th at 6.30pm Great class, great resource That is Nathan O'Brien here in the Hub City So reach out to him 855-51-COACH We certainly hope you enjoyed The Retirement Pyramid And we'll be back <laughs> with more Here on the Financial Answer, folks Right after this
3: You've got questions, we've got answers. This is The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien.
1: Back here on the program with Nathan O'Brien, registered investment advisor, charter retirement planning counselor, and local smart investor pro with Dave Ramsey. This is The Financial Answer. 855-51 Coach, your number to call to talk with Nathan O'Brien. 855-51 Coach, no cost or obligation. To get yourself on the appointment calendar, all you got to do is give that phone number a jingle and say, hey, I'd like to come in and chat with Nathan about whatever it is that you need to talk about, and he'll help you in any way that he can. 855-51-COACH. eight five five fifty one 51 coach to make that happen. And it's time for the mailbag. We're going to reach mm-hmm. into our bag of goodies, which is actually electronic mail, but hey, we, <laughs> you know. I wanted to draw some sort of a picture, Thank goodness, but right. we're <laughs> going to reach into the computer and pull out a couple of questions that we've gotten uh, over the last, I don't know, week or two, and see what some folks have had to say. Uh, we got a question here for you, Nathan, from Mr. Howard. And he says, Nathan, some people in the media, not you necessarily, not like I put that in there, says that I should invest primarily in mutual funds. And and they say I can expect annual returns north of 10 percent. Okay. I don't really need a return that big at my age. But, of course, I'm intrigued by the idea of it, yeah, like yeah. most Americans would be. However, I'm not sure where to find these funds. Where do I find them?
2: Yeah, Howard, I mean, you kind of hit on a good point there. You know, there's a lot of advertisements all the time about making 10% or more. And, you know, that's typically what you're going to see when you look at investment advertisements. Mutual funds are a great investment, but A lot of times what I find, and this is not research that I've done, this is a company called Dalbar. And so it's D-A-L-B-A-R. It's an independent company. They study investor behavior. And what I find is most people don't get anywhere near that. Actually, the last study that they published, they show that most investors make less than 4% a year, while the investments they're investing in make right at 10, okay? Or Mm, the S&P makes right at 10. And that is because of Your behavior as an investor. So, you know, you jump in at the wrong times, you jump out at the wrong times. That's just what's common. That's what happens to people. So you can get returns of 10% or more. The market has done that over the long term. I think it will probably continue to do that over the long term. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, of course, but, but yeah, I mean, it's you can do that if you stay disciplined. That's why I really tell people that they need a coach. It's almost impossible to invest and be prudent without a coach that helps you stay disciplined. That's why I call myself a coach. I help people understand and stay disciplined over time with their portfolio to get those 10% returns or somewhere around what they're trying to accomplish. So the funds are out there. But that doesn't mean that you will get it, is what I'm trying to say, Howard. It's more important to make sure that you stay disciplined, that you're diversifying right, and the returns will happen based on that. So good question, and you know, I'd be glad to talk to you sometime and help you stay disciplined, get you on the right track, and stay disciplined to get those returns that you need over the long run.
1: So great question, uh, Howard. We certainly appreciate that. Give uh, Nathan a call. Get on the calendar, 855-51-COACH. Eight five five fifty one, coach and have that uh, conversation a little bit more in-depthly, but certainly a great question. We got another one here for you, Nathan, from Miss Martha. And she says, Nathan, my aunt died recently. She left me her house and some cash. I've never really thought about or had a desire to have a rental property before, but I'm kind of considering turning that house into a rental property now, since this opportunity has kind of fallen into my lap here. Uh, Do you think that might be wise for me, or is it just better off to a lot of times to sell these things and invest the proceeds?
2: Yeah, Martha, this is a good question. I actually get this question a lot because this happens, this scenario happens a lot. And first of all, I'm sorry about your aunt passing away um, with that. But you know, in this situation, Martha, if you've never really had rental properties before you know most real estate agents most people that own a lot of rental properties are going to tell me that if you don't have at least eight to ten properties it's going to be really hard to cash flow that so my recommendation based on what i've experienced and what i've seen and what i've heard is i would not keep that as a rental property just if that's the only one you have i wouldn't keep it as a rental property because there's a lot more to it unfortunately, than just renting it out to someone and, you know, and they pay you every single month. There's just a lot more that you have to deal with in, in that situation. So uh, probably what I would suggest, the market's at a pretty good point right now, especially around here. So I would suggest maybe selling it um, Oh yeah, and, houses and are and taking flying. advantage yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. So take advantage of that. Then that frees up that money. You can invest it if you want to. You can spend it on something if you want to. Whatever is needed for your situation, you can take care of it, you can more easily take that money and invest it and provide an income to yourself than you could providing yourself an income through rental properties it's just a lot of a lot of times a lot of work a lot of physical yeah. work that you have to do with that so it may be more than you want to jump into Martha but I would I'd love to sit down and talk with you and look at your situation and help you make a, a more educated decision on that
1: yeah and a couple of things that I see people do with this too Martha and again we don't know all your details because you didn't share those but you know if you're married you know is it something Something where you know have the conversation with your husband because you know if you're going to be kind of expecting him to do any kind of repairs, <laughs> yeah. you know you want to you don't Didn't want to have that be that, a resource yeah, for a right. fight. And <laughs> if not, you know as a landlord you may have to hire a management company, which that kind of bites into your mm-hmm. into the rent. And then, yeah, I would
2: cut into it so much with that. It wouldn't know, be yeah exactly one property. Yeah. It wouldn't be worth it, but um, for sure yeah. yeah. And the, else, and the right?
1: final piece I think sometimes Nathan and you've probably seen this too is people feel like a like an emotional like they have to keep it because a family member left it to them and they feel yeah. bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I and yeah. I don't think that that's probably the intention of anyone who bequeaths something like that to a family member. It's like, hey, here use it in whatever way is going to be beneficial for you. So right. uh, if that helps you at all, Martha, but great question. And as Nathan said, please, please talk with a qualified professional before you take any action. And of course, Nathan, would be happy to chat with you. 855-51-COACH, 855-51-COACH, no cost or obligation to chat with him or anybody else who's got questions or concerns. Uh, if you've got some things you just want to talk about and say, Hey, uh, can you help me with this? Give him a jingle and he'll help you in whatever way he can. 855-51-COACH. Final question this week here, Nathan, is from Floyd. And Floyd, (laughs) you're going to like this one. Floyd says, Nathan, I heard this guy advertising that he specializes in retirement planning for people who have at least a million dollars saved for their retirement. Now, I myself fall into that category. I've done pretty well. But I'm not sure if he actually has a specialty or if he's just looking for people that have more money. Is this an actual (laughs) specialty that exists or is he just blowing smoke?
2: So, this guy could see through. (laughs) So, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's not really a specialty out there. I would say a specialty license or anything that. uh, Yeah, if you're helping somebody with 200
1: grand or 2 million, it doesn't really. Yeah, there's really no difference in
2: that. I mean, there can be a difference in maybe some tax knowledge and some things there. Um, But, you know, typically you're going to have that handled through your CPA or something that, you know, will help you in those categories. So, when it comes to investing, there are some investments that do require a million dollar minimum. They're institutional investments and different things like that. But you don't have to have an advisor that only works with million dollar clients to buy. You can go online and buy those things. If you've got a million bucks, you don't need the advisor for that. So, you know, it's more about I would say them trying to just work with higher net worth people in right. that situation because they make more commissions in that situation or management fees or whatever. I mean it's you know, that's just typically how it And it it just may be
1: their business model, nothing necessarily wrong with it, but to say that there's a specialty, I guess, that's probably not really the case. There's not. Yeah, Yeah. there's
2: not. Uh, At least I don't know about it, and I've been doing this for a
1: little bit of time. It's it's (laughs) a secret that they all kept from you. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's right. So... You know, I mean, that's you kind of saw through that, Floyd, and that's good. You know, you've got your eyes open there. So talk to he or her, the advisor, and see what uh, what makes them special. Yeah, yeah just I mean, there's, no, there's nothing wrong yeah. with
1: going in and have a consultation, Floyd. Absolutely. No, and then, right. uh, if you you know if you like some things you hear, then come in and talk with Nathan and get a second opinion on what you just heard. Maybe that's a third opinion. I don't know. And <laughs> sure. then kind of balance those two out and go, you know, see what you know see what makes sense for you. I mean, that's nothing wrong with shopping around. You're not gonna hurt anybody's feelings, right?
2: That is a mistake. I think a lot of people. People make Mark is just you know afraid to talk to more than one person I mean just because you hear something at one person that you like doesn't mean that you don't need to talk to someone else you know make sure that they are the advisor that's for you that they can handle what you're trying to accomplish what you need for your situation that's why there's so many of us out there so definitely you know speak to two or three make sure that you're choosing the right one for your situation
1: And with that, I'll say, well, as we depart the program, we'll go ahead and make one final offer here. If you'd like to come in and see Nathan, here's what he's got for you.
2: We are really passionate about our community being educated on investing and well prepared for retirement. We want to extend an opportunity to you right now to help be sure that you are well prepared. We're offering a complimentary financial review to you. If you call in the next 15 minutes and have at least $100,000 saved for retirement, We'll talk about your retirement income needs, where that income is going to come from, how you'll outpace inflation, pay as little taxes as possible, how to invest prudently, and even make sure that you don't outlive your money. Now, you may be saying to yourself, I don't really have to call in the next 15 minutes, right? And and yes, that's true. You could probably take care of it in the next week or next month or whatever, but the deal is... We've been coaching people on retirement planning for over 15 years, and we've learned that it's really easy to procrastinate or get distracted. So if you don't start the process now, there's a very good chance that you're not going to do it at all. So the first coaching that we're going to give you is to encourage you to take that first step now. For almost everybody, that's the hardest part. From there, it's really not a painful process. So if you're ready to finally get a plan in place, give us a call right now at 855-51-COACH. That's 855 855- 512-6224.
1: And again, that number is 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH to take advantage of the opportunity to come in and see Nathan O'Brien at O'Brien and & Associates and have a one-on-one conversation about your own situation. We thank uh, uh, Howard Martha Floyd for the email questions this week. Uh, go to the website, InvestorCoach.net. Uh, poke around on there a little bit. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources to be found. Submit your own questions if you'd like. Don't worry, we don't have to divulge your information if you don't want us to. We can even make up a fake name. If you want your question asked on the arrow, we don't have to ask it at all, but still go ahead and take the opportunity to get those questions answered. Uh, tap into the resource. It is Nathan O'Brien. Been doing this for over 15 years. He's a registered investment advisor, a chartered retirement planning counselor, and the founder at O'Brien and Associates, as well as a local Smart Investor Pro with Dave Ramsey and an all around good dude. So give him a call and uh, come in and talk to him. 855-51-COACH. Nathan, buddy, thanks for being on the program again this week. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you.
2: Thank you very much.
1: And uh, better luck catching fish next time. (laughs) I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I need it. All right, (laughs) folks, we'll we'll do it all again next week. Hey, don't forget, uh, in about four weeks is that class, Separating Myth from Truth. No cost or obligation to uh, attend. Just reserve one of the seats before it fills up, and you can do so by calling 855-51-COACH. It's August the uh, 7th at Jackson Community College. So give a call, 855-51-COACH. We'll catch you next time here on The Financial Answer.